The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open Podcast. On today's show, we'll discuss what the future holds for both Gunther and Xavier Woods. And we'll talk about what's missing from the women's tag team champions, Liv and Raquel. Plus, we break down the latest backlash announcements from SmackDown. You won't want to miss it. Mark, we had this uh, banger, and I mean banger of a match between Gunther and Xavier Woods for the Intercontinental Championship. And here's the thing. This match was by far the best match of the night. Um, yeah. I legitimately think at one point I really thought that there was a real honest to God moment where I thought Xavier Woods was going to defeat Gunther. Uh, he didn't, but it came very, very close. Um, Mark, what did you think of this match? And did they sell you a ticket here uh, making you think that Woods was actually going to win here? Should have been the main event. It should have been the main event. And Everybody knows how I feel about Gunther. Oh, from the time he was in um, NXT, I was like, this dude's going to be world champion one day. And it's no secret that I have a fondness for uh, the New Day, all the members of the New Day, Big E and Kofi included. Uh, Woods is, is one of the most underrated wrestlers in pro wrestling today. He just needs the opportunities to be in, in matches like that, and you'll see that kind of um, matches out of him. Same thing as Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is another one of the – we could do a list one day, Denise. One Saturday, we should do the top 10 underrated pro wrestlers wrestling today. And I guarantee you that Xavier Woods and Dolph Ziggler are both going to be on that list. Here's the thing about that, too. It's like, first of all, you already got me thinking right now. I'm like, my my wheels are spinning on people that I would definitely put on that list. And I feel like already, like even we're just talking about like, uh, you know, just WWE, like you can already think of so many different people you'd, you definitely would mention. Um, But with that being said, like, and I agree with you in terms of like, I didn't want to see by any means Gunther lose his intercontinental championship because but I you thought it was. Yeah, but I still that like 
Yeah, I still thought that it was going to happen, though. And here's the thing, though. It makes me wonder, like, you know, you have a really good opportunity here because you have the opportunity to continue to see Gunther grow. But you also had this opportunity to, like, shock people and have Xavier Woods um, get the victory here. Um, So I guess my question for you now is, you know, with the WWE draft coming up, do you think we're going to be seeing Xavier Woods kind of... uh? you know, maybe get pushed a little bit more different, you know, obviously Biggie's out due to injury. Uh, we don't know when he's going to be back, but do you think we're going to be seeing him get pushed a lot more in a different way than we've been seeing in the past? Uh, you know, he did win the King, uh, the King of the ring. He did do that for a bit, but uh, to really go out there and have like a full fledged, you know, singles run, do you think that's in his horizon? I, I definitely think so. Denise, he is an uh, unbelievable talent. You saw that last night. There was no drop-off from the beginning to the end of that match. He gave Gunther all he could ha handle. Uh, I would like to see you – know, we always talk about Rocky as a reference point. Um, Apollo Creed did not like it that Rocky was able to hang with him, that Rocky had – took him to a place where he had never been, and people said, man, you didn't win. Rocky should have won that. I felt like last night that, of course, Gunther was able to get Xavier Woods and choke him out, but Xavier Woods handed him his ass last night, just so you know. He took a good whooping. And if I was if I was Gunther, if I was producing that show, I would have him and Xavier Woods at some point next week cross paths and then him look at him and he look back and he kind of give him a nod like, all right, I see you. And then he could look, yeah, it's not over. You know, <laughs> like have them just go two ships in the night because it was so good that they need a round of applause. And that was, that's a way to give them uh, that round of applause. Give him that rub that you we just talked about that would lead to him being able to um, be looked at higher as a draft pick. Yeah, I completely agree. I need to see them run that back at some point, too. Maybe not next week, maybe not in two weeks, but I definitely feel like this is a match we need to kind of uh, see again at some point. Of course, with the draft, you don't know whether or not this is a possibility, but this is what I like, though, Mark. Like, this is what I love about or what I want to continue to see more of on SmackDown. Like, some of my favorite recent matches that they, they've done, like, um, it's stuff like this. You know, these matches that feel fresh when they go out there and let them really, like, kind Kind of go at it and have a have a match that you know involves a lot of depth and you get to really see these guys you know go at it to me like they need to that's been when i my favorite smackdowns have all included matches like this like i remember when we saw you know gunther and ricochet um for that second time because i oh, thought their yeah. second match was really good or when they did our ricochet and santos escobar you know it's matches like that that you remember that you can point out like right now when you said oh yeah you knew exactly what I was talking about because those are matches and moments that really stand out. And I bet you in like three months when I bring up this match at some point, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that episode of SmackDown. We need more stuff like this. And not only do we need more of it, but a lot of it is lazy uh, writing. People 
they take the names. It's like name brands. You, you've been to a grocery store, and you go in, and they have this item that's the same exact thing, cereal. Let's just say cereal. And it's Fruit Loops, and then it's Fruity O's. And the Fruity O's are like $3 cheaper than the name brand. And people, and, and there's more. The, the bag could be like 10 servings more, significant. And people will still get the name brand because it's got a name brand. But the other one is just as good and it's got more. And I, I feel that way about pro wrestling. There are guys that are like that. The Dolph Ziggler's, the Xavier Woods of the world. Um, I always thought for your money, back in the day, Santino Morello was entertaining like that. Like, I, I paid money to see him. But there were, they always went with the name brand. The guy that got paid the most, the guy that got brought in was a high acquisition from another company, or he came in from... Um, NXT and and got put right into the into the uh, machine, and they just felt like they had to use that guy. It's not necessarily always true, is what I'm saying. Sometimes you can get more out of what they would consider less, but we all know as fans that no, nah, that guy's not less. That guy's more. You're just not using him. I feel like the perfect example of that, too, since we just mentioned his name is Ricochet. He's one of those people oh. that, you know, he's just like another level talent. And for such a long time, I felt like they suppressed that. Like they didn't let him really show who he is. It's only been until recently now with the Triple H regime where, uh, of course, you know, we were able to see, like I just mentioned, you know, getting to see him with Santos, getting to see him with Gunther, getting to see him just showcase more of his work. He's somebody like when you he's one. One of the first names that I think of when you mention, you know, underrated wrestlers. But you know what? Like, um, there was there was a couple of knocks on Ricochet, and sometimes time heals all wounds. Ricochet has learned to be a better talker on the microphone. Ricochet has learned that he don't have to dummy down his abilities to make other people look good that he's not there from a, for a service role. He's there to be the main event. It, it took him a while to understand that. Like, go get you. Like, quit dummying down. And he had that conversation with me. And I was like, bro, half of the problem is you. And he was like, what do you mean? And then I told him, I was like, why are you dummying your abilities down? Make people step their games up to you. And he was like, well, I mean, that's true. I can't just go. I said, yes, you can. I said, nobody worth their, their grain of salt would, uh, would, would look you in your face and go, nah, man, I can't do all that. You know, that's, that's too much. Nobody's going to do that. People are going to step up and rise to the occasion. And he made himself better. And that's on him. And he deserves every accolade he gets because I see the work. Exactly. Now, what about Gunther? Because he's somebody that I feel, you know, they, they, he 
I feel he's been the person to kind of bring back the Intercontinental Championship back to life, at least this recent, uh, you know, iteration of it. Uh, I think he's done a really tremendous job at just giving the title belt some value again. And but I was very, you know, there was all of these different, you know, rumors and reports going around about whether or not, you know, people were uh, people backstage making decisions where like, you know, sold yet on Gunther or still thought that he needed more work or this and that all of these different rumors and reports that were coming out in regards to Gunther. And that was very surprising to me because I see Gunther and I know so many people probably feel this exact same way. And you just instantly see guy that should be in there with, you know, these big matches against, you know, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, uh, you know, your, uh, you know, if he was on a different brand with Seth Rollins, you know, like that type of uh, wrestler. So with that being said, um, what would you like to see this year look like for Gunther? Do you want to see him stick around on the SmackDown brand? Do you want to see him on Raw? Do you want to see him with um work a certain program with uh with with you know a specific talent? Is there anybody there um that you know any direction you think Gunther should be going in? I think that um to, uh, let me let me go back to what you were saying before and I'll answer that uh question afterwards. You may have to say, "Okay, you didn't answer my question. Can you answer my question and then rephrase it?" But Gunther uh, the reason that he didn't have immediate success like he did in NXT is because of the uh, the beauty contest at WWE at the on the on the main rosters. Um, he didn't look the part. Uh, he was a little chunky, which, in my opinion, all wrestlers need to be different. You don't need to have everybody be body guys. You need to have some guys. Gunther looked like a man's man. And all of the people that watch wrestling love the hell out of him. So he's not a gym guy. You don't see him with big bulging muscles. He's just a big old man. And he's lost probably 30 or 40 pounds uh, just to get leaner. And he looks more athletic. And um, I think that's some of the reason that he's in the place that he is. But the main reason is he is hard as nails. And and he, he works a very tough style um, that a lot of guys, you know, in the old days would have loved. You know, but now in this modern area of wrestling, there's guys that uh, they don't want to take 10 chops from dragging off. They don't want to take uh, the, the, the beating, the bells of the Bowery from Sheamus. The, and and the chops from Gunther and uh, man, you even in the match with him and Woods, did you see where he had Woods in the corner? And he chopping him in the back. Yep, that that was oh. brutal, but it was entertaining to watch. Sorry, it to was Woods, entertaining to, to watch, but that. it was ooh, that's some grown man <laughs> stuff right there. Yes. you know them days is past for me. But listen, it was really cool to see Gunther rise over this last year he has done everything that they've asked for him to do he has elevated that title that title was dormant it haven't been uh it haven't been worth a dime um probably since Dolph Ziggler held it uh about three years ago when Dolph made that title mean something and um, again another guy that we just mentioned that was able to elevate a title like Carmelo Hayes said uh, I don't need the title the title need me 
that's 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 what Gunther has done for that title. And um, to answer your question, um, I think that Gunther is definitely elevated to the point to where when the draft comes, he needs to go somewhere where his next uh, move is for a world title. And he needs to be the one to say it. <clears throat> Excuse me. He needs to be the one to say, I've done everything that's asked of me. I took a title that meant nothing and I made it mean something. I feel like the WWE champions are avoiding me. I will let the fans decide who I get to face on on the world championship level because the draft is coming and whatever show that I go to, I'll vie for the championship. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. 
Um, Mark, let's get into some more of what took place on SmackDown last night. Let's get into the women's portions um, of the evening. Uh, as we just heard right now, of course, Liv and uh, Raquel retains their SmackDown tag, t- excuse me, their tag team titles um, against uh, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Uh, I want to start off by asking you here, you know, what is your thoughts on the pairing of Liv and Raquel? You know what? I I think that sometimes you put people together and you don't know what you're going to get. And when they first got put together, um, I had no idea of how that was going to work because just being friends is not good enough. You know what I mean? You got to have some kind of some kind of spice. And over the time that they've been together, um, the big sister, little sister, uh, thing is kind of evolved and anytime somebody get a little too stiff you know with live oh my god Rochelle comes up and she handles it and you find the uh, uh, the slip and slide version of live when people kind of get out of uh, discombobulated if you will once they are kind of on their heels She's able to slip this way, flip this way, roll, jump off the top, and do something exciting. They're a good complement for each other. But with that being said, I still like their solo runs better than them being together. So hopefully, and this is just a way to do it tastefully, um, during the draft, one gets drafted one way, the other one gets drafted another way. You split them back up and let them be singles wrestlers on their own, uh, on different brands, and are able to get the job done. And that's the thing. I do agree with you on this because, like, even though I love Liv and I love Raquel and I love them together, and I I, I especially appreciate whenever we see Raquel kind of, like, use Liv Morgan's body as, like, a weapon in the match. Like, we've seen them do that. That's yeah. pretty fun to see. But here's the reason why, for some reason, this team is not clicking. You know, we talk all the time about, you know, teams that are thrown together and it just doesn't really, you know, they're just thrown together because there's nobody else, right? Like, there's not that many other options. Right. But I think with Liv and and Raquel, for me, it's that I can't figure out what they have in common. And like, I look at them and I'm like, what can, what, what is it that they have in common? I mean, besides being wrestlers and all of this and that, like, there's nothing character wise that makes me say, you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense to have them together. Other than, you know, they really didn't have anything else going on. Um, That's the reason why they haven't necessarily worked for me as a tag team, just because I can't figure out what is it that unites these two uh, individuals together. And when I see Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green, mind you, it's totally different because I'm like, okay, well, what do they have in common? They're both obnoxious. But like, obviously, I mean that in a good way. That's part of their character, right? They want to, um, you know, they're 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 bossy. They're always, you know, messing with Adam Pierce. They're always want to get things the way they want. They're mean. Um, to me, it makes sense. And so I do want to see Sonia and Chelsea kind of divulge into, you know, a full-fledged tag team here, at least for the time being. What a great observation. I was sitting here wondering, like, what? why is it that they, and you're right, they don't have something that is that's, that brings them to a commonality. And the thing that I feel like is uh, staring us right in the face 
is like the like you mentioned with um Sonya Deville. Like they're arrogant. They're obnoxious and they own it. And they 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 put themselves together and they say, okay, we, we might knock heads every now and then, but ultimately we see things the same way. You don't see that with with Rochelle and, and Liv. What is it? And I think it's too late now. I think the draft is coming up, and they had such successful solo runs that I think that they're going to go back to that. I, I think would, so if too. I was calling shots. Yeah, and I don't blame them, you know, and I do think that, you know, when it comes to Liv, I feel like there's, like, Liv is already there, I think, you know, we just saw her have her uh, run as SmackDown Women's Champion, and unfortunately, I do think that program with Ronda Rousey kind of hurt her more than actually helped her, and so I do kind of feel bad for her in that sense, but then with Raquel, I know Raquel, you know, she's still, you know, she's still, she's, I think, like, you know, within maybe, like, next year or something, I think we'll see that glow up for Raquel, but I do want, I'm curious to see how they're going to uh, spice things up for Liv Morgan and kind of get her back up there in the top of the program. But, but the thing, the thing about the Ronda Rousey deal is they made a mistake with having Liv laugh when serious stuff happened, because the the way that you get the sympathy of the fan is, you know, being uh, being depressed when you lose. To, to be sad, to be injured, to be hurt, and to have the compassion of the crowd get behind you. If you're laughing at pain, it don't translate well in pro wrestling. Like, how can how am I supposed to feel for you? Because the ultimate thing is is how wrestling makes us feel, not just what we see. Like, the thing that was so exciting last night about watching Xavier Woods and Gunther was the fact that Xavier Woods, despite the, the, the fear, ferocity that, that Gunther was giving him, he kept getting up, and then he would attack Gunther back, and we oh, my God, where did this fire come from? We felt it. And then there was a point where Xavier Woods, you said it, it looked like, are they gonna, are they gonna put the title on him? Because it turned so drastically when he was kicking the leg in the corner, I knew that something was about to happen right there because I had never seen Gunther real. That was the first time in all the time that he's been up on the main roster where you see him reeling. He had matches with Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and the list goes on, and he never backpedaled and reeled like that and it made me feel hope for Xavier Woods so that is where you're that's where you're trying to go every match should try to follow the template of are what we're doing making the crowd feel a certain way if you do that you have changed the complexity of the show and the show is going to be like a snowball downhill but that's not what we're getting out of Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, because of she went against the grain of what make what what wrestling makes you feel to how wrestling makes you look, was the problem. 
And the whole thing, the look that they wanted to do was put Ronda Rousey in a in a in a in a role of dominance. But sometimes people don't want to take the L. They don't want to take the loss. It's nothing wrong with losing. It's how you lose. You gonna let's lay down, or you gonna fight and put put up a fight and make people go, "Hey man, you gave it a you gave it a good old country try." That ain't what we got. How it the the way it, the way it made me feel. And Dave LaGreca and Bully Ray, we were all on the day after that match. Since you brought it up, I had to go on and go into it. All of us were like, "What the hell was she laughing about?" I didn't feel that. And and that was that's where we are now today. She is still living by the biggest thing that happened to her. And then they put her and Rochelle together, and there's been no way to rectify the situation. So that's where we are. We you don't feel her. You don't you don't feel sadness, you don't feel compassion, you don't you're not angry with her, you're not frustrated, there's no feeling. If they can do something to put the feeling back into it, uh, then I think that we'll have a a better grasp on where Liv Morgan is going. I don't think Rochelle Gonzalez, like she's a she's a she's a monster. She she's somebody that her sheer size, uh, she can battle with anybody any night of the week. And when she works outside of the the back shoulder pose. I want to see more than that. I want to see her work to like a big woman. You know, she she shouldn't lower herself to working um, like everybody else. Be different. If she can be different, she'll be a, a phenom on whatever brand she's on. And I do want to touch on what you said in regards to Liv Morgan and the feeling, because I when you said that, I was just thinking to myself, yes, yes. And here's the thing, though. It's weird because the reason why she got such a huge reaction when she won that money in the bank briefcase was because the fans felt for her in the sense that they yep. um, they knew her story, uh, you know, and had been in, I think it was the 24, uh, one of the, the series that they did for uh, WWE, where you saw the story of how she never got her shot. She never got her proper opportunity. And so the fans felt a connection with her on that end of things. And they wanted to see her, you know, have her moment in in the light and so I do feel like they had that in the beginning with Liv Morgan but unfortunately they lost it along the way which kind of sucked because again she did have that connection with the fans in the first place hey everyone Jen Piacenti here host of Sticks and Stacks the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball each week myself Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props bets and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers do you know of the power of La Chancla by any chance? No, I don't. I barely speak. I almost said Gesundheit. <laughs> okay. So I almost Zelina said bless Vega. you. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Let me, let me hear it again. La Chancla? Bless you. <laughs> Wait, so you don't know what we don't you don't know what chancla translates to. Do you really not no. know? No, I don't. Help a brother out. Oh, 
Oh my God. Okay, sorry. I, I'm taking Man, I just barely speak English. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, so so chancla is a sandal, right? Like that flip flop sandal, whatever you want to call it, right? And okay. so it, it, in in like Hispanic culture, it's a thing that you know it's kind of like a running joke now because when you you know when you're a kid and you act up. Uh, you get hit, your mom hits you with the chancla or your mom threatens you with the chancla. You know, she's like, you act up, I'm going to get you right now. And so everybody has this vision of their mothers or their grandmothers or whatever, holding up their sandal and basically saying, you you act up one more time, I'm going to smack you with the chancla. So that's kind of like, uh, it's like the running joke now, because, you know, at some point in time, one of us here have been spanked by our mothers with the chancla. Yes. And so now um, with the Latino World Order, with LWO, uh, Zelina Vega has incorporated the chancla into her, uh, into her, you know, her whole persona. So she went up to Adam Pierce and she said, we just saw it right now where she asked for a, uh, a match against Rhea Ripley at backlash. She talked about being the only Puerto Rican woman, uh, you know, on the roster and why she wants this match with Rhea Ripley and this and that. And in the end, she kind of threatened him a little bit. She had her sandal there with her, her chancla. And she kind of did a little like a, you know, a little smack kind of basically telling uh, Pierce you know, you don't do this. I'm going to smack you with this chancla type deal. Oh, oh, that's so that's why he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so he got it. <laughs> now I get it. And uh, going forward, uh, I'll be looking for it. Uh, let's see her get, pull out the lechanta. <laughs> if I said it correctly. No. I probably made, I probably said put too many, too many seed, too many consonants in there. So maybe one it's less vowel. chancla. Chancla. There you go. That that time you got it. Yeah, that time okay. you got it. Chancla. Chancla. Yeah, Chancla. there you go. You got so it. Adam you Pierce got better, it. He better stay on his P's and Q's. You don't want to get hit with that. <laughs> exactly. That thing be coming full force at you. You know, you never know when it can come at you. The chancla just be flying across the room right into your face. You just don't know anymore. But with that being said, um, let's talk about some of the matches that were announced for uh for backlash because I think some of them probably oh, yeah. kind of threw us through a loop a little bit so um one of them is going to be uh well this one you know may definitely make sense to do is the smackdown women's championship match rhea ripley defending her title against Zelina vega again you know she this is going to be in puerto rico we mentioned her being a you know the only puerto rican uh, woman on the roster um but this also makes sense considering that we're seeing the judgment day and latino and the lwo essentially you know feuding against each other um what do you think of this matchup mark you know i think from the standpoint of um, her being uh, a woman from Puerto Rico, you you want to have representation from the island. Um, she she's able to the morph into whatever she needs to do, and I think that this is going to be a hell of a match. I think so too. I feel like you nailed it on the head, uh, nailed it there when you said that uh, people forget maybe what Zelina Vega might be capable of. And that's true because we haven't really gotten to see her, you know, in these one on one matches. We really haven't seen her go, um, you know, go with somebody of the level of Rhea Ripley. And so I do think that this could be a real big shot for Zelina Vega to kind of get her name back up there in terms of, you know, seeing her more as a competitor versus just a, uh, you know, just a manager, just a valet, just a personality. But actually seen her as a competitor you know uh, nobody spoke more highly of her as far as her work than you know the one Dave LaGreca Dave was a big fan of her work and so was I 
Uh, we talked to her uh, before she got let go and, and after she returned. And um, she was interested more then in working again than managing, but that's where they put her. And like a good soldier, she does a job. But um, this is interesting to see her actually getting ready there for a match again. She's going to she's going to kill it. And the match that I think had everybody on social media kind of going, what now? That was because we had a matchup made between Seth Rollins versus Omos. Now, a lot of people are going, wait, why is this match happening at Backlash? If you're looking for an answer, I can't give you one. Uh, this match was pretty much thrown together from the looks of it and announced on the show and kind of had everyone, you know, thrown for a loop there. Uh, what was your reaction to this match being announced? I wish that I had talked to you before about this. I would have wanted some of the Stone Cold Steve Austin drops. What? <laughs> what? Because I'm going to tell you right now, when I heard it, I went, what did he say? Oh, they didn't even do any buildup or interaction or nothing like <clears throat> at least have Seth Rollins and MVP bump shoulders or something and him going, hey, man, you need to watch where you're going and have almost step up and go the next time we won't be talking to you about it. Something simple. Anything. Anything. Any kind of build. Anything, Denise. I'll take it. Oh, you stepped on my shoe. Anything. <laughs> okay, that would actually be pretty freaking hilarious. You're sitting you, in my hey, chair. Get out of my chair. Guy. Yeah, I mean, like, they're probably wearing $1,000 gator skin shoes or something. Or you never know. Big anything. red boots he had one time. Oh, gosh. Too much. Did you hate those? Did you like those? I hated them. Did you hate them? I hate them. I saw somebody in the airport wearing them, but they were no. brown. They have brown Why? ones. They have brown ones. Why would you walk in the airport with those? Who's I don't know. I feel they need off. Oof. You can't even get those under your seat. <laughs> that should be a carry-on right there. Personal oh item. People are ridiculous. <laughs> but we're not going to get like into the. The but I feel like they make your feet. They, I feel like they make your feet very, very hot. That was my assumption. That was my that, big. That's what I thought. Boots. Can you imagine yes. the sweat running oh, down no. your calves oh, into your damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah. Oh, okay. God. So here's the thing, though. With the Seth Rollins Omos match, I'm not mad about it. Okay. I actually find it kind of hilarious. But the reason why I'm not mad about it is only for one simple reason. And that is when the Brock Lesnar Omos match was announced for WrestleMania, I was like, God, you got to be kidding me. I was so upset. I was like, I can't believe this is Brock Lesnar's big WrestleMania match. You know, I was all sorts of irritated, right? But it ended up being a not so bad oh, match. Man. At all. Like, Right. I had nothing bad to say about it whatsoever. So I'm like, you know what? You know what? I'm not going to be a hater here. Let's have Seth Rollins and Omaz and see what they cook up. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. 
Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.